All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Happy Hour. I'm Sharp Dunaway, and today we're with Ryan Harmon and Perry Morris, and we're talking music. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Perry Morris. Good evening, Thank Sharp Thank you for joining Dunaway. us. This Good is evening, the- Ryan Harmon. Good evening, Perry Morris. Good evening, Ryan Harmon. Good evening, Sharp Dunaway. <laughs> Who do we miss? Well, now that we've done our... Have we fully given each other the HJs here at this point? Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> what, what song is that? I love testing his knowledge. Little House? No, no. Way. The Waltons. I was. What was the Waltons? The Waltons. Ah, yep. I don't think. One of the reasons why I invited Ryan Harmon here is because he's just 25, right? Yes. Okay, I'm 26. And um, <laughs> I'm a little older than you. <laughs> and I think Perry's like 17. Yeah. Uh, but. His knowledge of music is insane. I mean, just you can have a conversation with him. He can not only tell you who the bass player for the Little River Band was, but I'm kidding. I couldn't do that. Yeah, that was just an example. You're you're pulling an Eric on me. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows. Blake brought me in once when when Big Rock was still on. Right. He he brought me in with the uh, the intention of having a Ryan knows so much about rock segment. Uh-huh. And then after we were off the air, Eric comes in and just destroys me. <laughs> First question, you know, he, he, he rolled up his sleeves because he knew he had a good question. So oh. he goes, okay, Lenny Kravitz debut album. B-side, track two, European release. Who produced it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm done. I'm out. I thought, I mean, he'd, didn't I thought he'd be like, what Norwegian melodic rock band <laughs> released ABBA's <laughs> yeah. SOS in 1994. Hey, some of our friends can do that. Like, yeah. what tuning was used in the album? <laughs> you know, crazy, yeah. crazy shit, which is impressive. It's good. You know. Well, today, today's show, the topic is music. That's why I wanted you guys in here. I wanted Ryan to, I know Ryan could represent rock really well, but he's representing the countryside. And now I'm eager to yes. hear why I'm here. I'm going to get to that. Music, okay? <laughs> I'm going to get to that. Because I own like eight guitars I, and I know three chords. I represent the rock side and you represent that middle void that's that's right there in the middle i consider myself to be an enabler of live music with my friends which and yeah well because you're the guy that admittedly likes wham yeah and is proudly puts a wham we'll put a wham sticker on the back of your truck if you could find it so i'm gonna ask you the first question of the day why (laughs) why (laughs) now i know why i got invited Okay, it's a lynching. I if tell I you, had, it's a lynching. If I had any braids, my it, they'd be moving. I was like, well, first of all, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> no. Oh, no, it's, it's got to be second. It's got to be Millie Vanilli braids. Well, <laughs> maybe. I got that on cassette too somewhere. Okay? So did, so did they? Their cassette broke though. Their ass. <laughs> their ass, and by their ass, I mean the guys that actually sang. You know, they got a Grammy out of that. Yeah, okay, yeah. that was some good stuff. That mm-hmm. was a that whole album was a pop masterpiece. Now, let me back up to this first question, <laughs> air quote question. Oh, and I don't like about to say why. too. If you have a question for me, feel free to throw it back at me. It's, uh, it's you know, make it big. The the <laughs> album, yes. I mean, the jokes just write themselves. Make it big with a pregnant pause. Yeah, make it big. <laughs> Excuse me, just wham, wait, <laughs> sorry, wham. Make it big. I made him do a Danny Thomas. How many minutes are we into this thing, and we've already made him do a Danny Thomas? <laughs> Been a great show. Thanks for everything. thank you. Thanks for coming, everybody. We'll we be right back you. after oh. these important messages. <laughs> 
And the letter of the day Brought to you by Heaven and Hell Gin. Because expensive gin just, just tastes, tastes like, like vodka. vodka. <laughs> yeah. Now, I still haven't answered it. It's, okay, it's a pop the- masterpiece. It's awesome. And played at the right time, in the right situations, in the right Camaro, it could get you laid. Or over and over and over again at TC's when we realized there are eight different versions of the song, Faith, that we had never heard before when Perry's trying to pick up somebody. Well, you know. Right. You know. Hey, now, and George Michael's Faith album, <laughs> even even the staunchest, you know, metal AF, you know, guys and gals, when pressed, most of them own George Michael's Faith or owned it on cassette or CD. It it's it's the most solid pop album of its time. Now, were you a fan? Were you a fan of Wham in high school? Yeah. Were you openly yeah. a fan? Uh, fairly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, See, I wasn't like a closet Wham fan. If now, that's okay. Now, now we're not going to no. dwell on this. I don't want no. you to think we're just <laughs> I mean, pick on Perry. Even time. like, you know, I had it all. I had. I, I let me tell you a story. We'll wind it back. Uncle, it's and now it's time for story time with Uncle Perry. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Let's wind it back. What we're going to do right now is go back, way back. Into time. Christmas, 1987. I had my 1976 Camaro in the garage. No handles. No handles. We'll talk about that later. No door handles. Very busily installing the 30-watt per channel Radio Shack EQ booster that I had just gotten that Christmas Eve. Okay? It was Christmas Eve night. I didn't waste any time. After the we exchanged presents between each other on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning was sort of the Santa Claus air quote thing. I was in the garage Christmas Eve, putting this EQ booster in because dad had gotten me the EQ booster. My mom had given me the cassette of the very recently released faith by George Michael. I'd already owned the cassette single of, I want your sex because I mean, come on. Have you guys met me? I mean, but, but, okay, I even know it. And I didn't have the connectors and stuff, but I had some, there was some shit in the garage and I soldered some stuff because I had to have it working, right? And I got it because I had to try this out. I had to put the new cassette in and see what it sounded like with the EQ booster, right? I declared success because I cranked up I Want Your Sex in the garage in this car stereo. I knew things were going to be perfect when dad leaned into the garage through the door from the house and said, Hey, um, yeah, you need to turn that down. <laughs> well, see, like, that should have been the title like, of the I song. Like, okay. I want your sex in the garage. Yes. That's the remix. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's featuring two chains. No way. No. <laughs> and no. So was that the song that your parents, uh, initially said that's too dirty for our house? They never, you know, I don't think I ever played it in the house. It was always in the car. Because I remember when the Dirty Deeds record came out, and I was playing Big Balls. Oh, and they weren't down <laughs> and, with that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My mom my mom said, where'd you get that? I said, I mowed a lawn, and I bought it at the record store on Euclid. You just march yourself right over there, and you take it back, because I quote, will not have Big Balls being sung in my house. Air quote, mowed the lawn. Is that yeah. what the kids called it? Uh, p- playing Frisbee, mowed the <laughs> lawn, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and Ryan Harmon. <laughs> Let's just pretend like where are we going? Let's like why? I want to talk about Wham some more. Why are we pulling back? Well, and see, hang on. This is you brought up a point. We we, we pulled out. Now we're going to put back in on the Wham. (laughs) So now we're putting it back in because Perry wants to make it big. Wants to make it big. I have no shame being a fan of Wham and especially George Michael's solo work. Right, Faith was an amazing album. But see, you pointed out something. I thought that Faith was Wham. Wham's last official release was "Music from the Edge of Heaven." 
Yeah. Don't play play Wham Trivia with Perry. And they sort of had like the hot side and the cool side, kind of like the McDLT back then, which you never experienced, but it kept the hot side hot and the cool side cool. In styrofoam. In styrofoam. In ozone-damaging styrofoam. It was amazing. (laughs) So We're paying for that now. But yeah, no, Faith was George Michael's debut, solo debut. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a shit. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna get into Prince too in a second. Oh yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, I got I got I actually did a little bit of show prep, maybe. And by show prep, I mean it was kind of running through it in my head Good. while I was hosing down. That's a you know, little bit more than I did. <laughs> well, there you go. I've I twenty five years of radio. The last only time I ever did show prep was in the mornings. That's why I hate morning radio. <laughs> every bit of magic, <laughs> every bit of magic I ever did, not now no pun intended, but was uh, um, but, was was <laughs> prepless i just sort of walked in the studio let the callers call in and played off of the listeners and i think that's it's organic it just happens it it doesn't feel forced well and just like some of my dates in high school when i was playing that way yeah and just like any good colonoscopy the prep is the worst part hey oh we'll be right back was that light off the whole time This is a professional operation. Don't try I this. Bring at home. the good cop in here so I can get a cigarette. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? 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 Oh. Anyway, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Ryan Harmon. Them's just jokes. Okay, you are on. Uh, you're on American Idol. Let's just go ahead and say this. You're on American Idol, and one of the questions. Not that anymore. I hate to tell you that if you haven't watched the season yet. Oh, I, <laughs> I didn't alert. make it. Spoiler the, alert: the boat sinks and Celine Dion starts <laughs> you singing. Make it. You made it. You made it to Happy Hour with Shark Dunaway. I haven't seen it yet. Oh well. Now what? Now wait just a damn minute. What? Oh, that movie. Oh, see, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to admit on national television, an artist that you like like wham that it's not going to be favorable with the cool kids like what a, a guilty pleasure what's your guilty pleasure i'll tell you my guilty pleasure well, and after you tell me tell yours i'll tell you mine see it's, for me it's not so much like a certain artist like an entire catalog there's some where like you know i can crank some b52 stuff but not yep. necessarily everything right you know uh Love Shack. I'll dance to that anytime. It comes I got on. a muster in my pants and it does a dirty dance. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's off a of French well, I'm solo record. Dick. Actually, <laughs> go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, I don't necessarily have like. Well, I say that I'm just probably not aware. It, it, I think that's kind of what we're going for tonight. Is are we aware that we should be? feeling a little guilty about something, something or that some or artist, other people perceive it no i'm way. asking you to name an artist that if somebody said if you said i like this artist and i don't care what you think what is it i had a barry manilow phase for a while i can respect that is it but see that the thing is, is that that's not really a, a shameful thing because he's a great songwriter what's your favorite song by barry her name was lola Coca-Cola. oh yeah, she went he went he went for the easy one What's the, uh, okay. Um, First song I'm going to play as soon as we get through this COVID stuff. Looks like we made it. Do you know, oh, what, my, do you know what my favorite yeah. Barry Manilow song is? I'm stuck on Band-Aid brand because Band-Aid stuck on me. <laughs> did you know that was a Barry Manilow song? No, I, I, not until just now. Hey, it, whatever gets you paid. You know what else he did? A wheel whatever hopping, gets you laid. The wheel down for your way. The wheel stopping. I know he wrote on that. Band band stand. Now, band now, I have a question. I'd wondered about that. Did he actually write the song or did he write the lyrics into an existing tune? That actually gives me my real answer now that you mentioned it. Now you heard in my head. Because oh. I had heard the story that Barry Manilow wrote the lyrics like 
later. Like he didn't write the actual melody. Like he wrote mm. lyrics, like retrofitted lyrics into the tune. I think he also wrote my baloney as a first name. Did he? As a first name. Whatever gets you paid, whatever yeah. gets you laid. Yeah. Well, those are guaranteed to get airtime. Well, but that reminded yeah. me of my real answer. Speaking of jingle writers, Michael Bolton. Yep. Oh, that, that is yep. my real answer. And he used to rock out. Michael Bolton. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. People wanted to make fun of him. That guy has one of the best voices in music history. And again, great songwriter. This is, see, this is where probably Sharp's going to gang up on both of us here. I have oh. a feeling. <laughs> uh, Bruce, Bruce Kulick played for. Uh, oh, yeah. Blackjack. For, yeah. Yeah. Here's the only thing I find a little bit strange. And I want to, uh, on a brand new podcast that has yet to be announced publicly. Uh-huh. Uh, I would like ooh, to interview ooh. Michael Bolton sometime because he has denied auditioning for Black Sabbath after Ronnie James Dio left. Tony Iommi has said even in his book, yeah, we auditioned Michael Bolton. It just didn't work out. And, and Michael has said, oh, no, no, you're getting that confused. I had a band called Blackjack. I think that's what people are thinking about. I never auditioned for Sabbath. Oops. It's like there can't be... It's, it's not like, what day did you audition? It's one guy saying, no, it didn't happen, and the other guy saying, yeah, it absolutely did. I think I believe Iomi. I, oh, absolutely. Because I believe, if, I believe Iomi is not going to lie. No. Iomi's, Iomi's going, yes, Michael Bolton uh, auditioned for Black Sabbath, and I like Wham! Well, but see, that was before <clears throat> Michael Bolton was Michael Bolton. My two lies of the day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but think about it. Coming right after Dio who had that amazing range. It just took the band to a whole nother level musically. Michael Bolton would have been a great fit. Now, they did get Glenn Hughes. Well, no, it was Tony Martin, then Glenn Hughes, which Tony Martin was great. And Glenn Hughes was great, too. And unfortunately, kind of his alcoholism at the time kind of ruined some of that. Yeah, but you were even born when he was having an alcohol problem. <laughs> how, do you know, how do you know all this? Google. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Hey, Lincoln was before my time, but I read a book. All right, ready? I've had this fight on Facebook. This is a totally new subject here. Okay. I've had this fight on Facebook, and this is the can of worms that I like to open up periodically, all right? Periodically? Periodically. All right, here we go. You ready? I am not of the belief that Elvis Presley is the king of rock and roll. I agree. I believe Chuck Berry is the king of rock and roll, and here's my stance that I will let you debate. Okay. okay? And if anybody wants to debate that's watching, here's my debate. I believe they can First of phone all, in. They can phone in a little bit, but I'm not going to do that just yet. Oh, Give just us a phoner. <laughs> but here's, here's, here's my reason why I believe Elvis Presley should not be the king of rock and roll. Ooh, let me stir it up now. No, I'm interested to hear. First your, of all, I believe that Chuck Berry or Little Richard would be if it wasn't for the, uh, the color bear skin. Oh, you're absolutely right. At that right. time. I think that's fair. And... I believe that there were there were African American artists that were playing they were rocking way harder than Elvis ever did. Well, back in the day, you know why they call them covers? That's true. That's true. But right. the question is, I want somebody to say, "Hey, this is the real." Re now, first of all, Elvis also dabbled in gospel. He dabbled in country music. What's wrong with that? It's a whole other show. No, not, I'm, not kidding, Ryan, I'm kidding, Ryan. But but he dabbled in country, dabbled in gospel. It didn't stay just rock. You, you listen to a Chuck Berry album, it was rock. You listen to a Little Richard album, I don't think he did. And he did. Now later in his life, Little he Richard, totally rejected to? Little Richard. Okay, totally rejected all of his catalog and and just totally went to uh, okay. the gospel side. I don't know if he became a like a gospel recording artist as much as he was just a follower of right. of God. But he totally would say, nope, not going to talk about 
uh, Tutti Frutti. Not going to talk about Tutti Frutti, good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah, yeah, good golly, Miss Molly. Keep on talking, but you can't come in. Woo! All right, so who's the king of rock? If you say it's Elvis, if you say it's Elvis, then go that's ahead. That's a big damn question. I, I respect um, your answer if you say it's Elvis. I, I think, I think Elvis Presley was he talented? Absolutely, totally. Uh, was he a songwriter? Best I remember, no. Right? I don't think so. I don't think. Really? I don't think so either. It's a good question. But, but he uh, clearly he took a genre and some energy that was created by previous artists, and and let's face it, he capitalized on it. And now, one of my favorite worn out lines is, "It's not always about steak; it's about sizzle." Right. Right. He had sizzle. So Elvis brought the he sizzle. Had the sizzle for sure. He worked it. Okay. And so, was he incredibly successful? Yes. yes. Was he very talented on stage? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I have a. a slightly controversial attitude about Elvis Presley that I'll bring up in a minute. Okay. But I honestly think he was, he was taking something that had been developed by prior artists that may not have been able to be successful based mm -hmm. in the, in the era on the color of their skin. And, and plus in the music industry, best I could tell, that's the whole reason the term cover was invented, unfortunately, right. is you had a lot of artists of color doing a lot of amazing work that didn't get outside that culture. Mm -hmm. And then and then you had people that didn't happen to be black doing things, well, doing little that Richard exact did, same tune. And now, now Little Richard did Tutti Frutti, or was it, or was it uh, Good Golly Miss Molly? But then Pat Boone had to make it a hit. Right. Well, you, you know... I don't mean to go completely off in left field here, but Please you do. can you can even if you're paying attention, you can see some of that still happening, even in like this my recently rediscovered favorite show, Hee Haw, right? Where you have you have a lot of people on there doing some covers of songs that were and and as much as I love Hee Haw, you know, you can tell <laughs> they've turned the soul knob down. And they've sort of whitewashed it a little bit, oh, yeah. and it's a little more, you know, as they they openly make fun of the Lawrence Welk show on Hee Haw. Oh, yeah. If you're paying attention, but even Hee Haw was was doing some of this culturally. You could see that happening. So, I you know I'm not going to go so far as to say that Elvis Presley wasn't or isn't the king of well, rock. He is by popular demand, yeah. but individually you could have your own different But I opinion. think it's healthy to discuss this mm -hmm. and healthy to be objective about it. See, know? I say if, if Elvis Presley's the king of rock, Michael Jackson's the king of pop, Aretha Franklin's the queen of soul, uh, James Brown is the godfather of funk. Is that right? Well, or he's the godfather, godfather of soul. soul. Godfather yeah. of soul. Yeah, but he was funky. I mean, come on. Right. I mean, duh. But uh, yeah. Then you have... Um, then you have Michael McDonald, who I believe is captain of the Yacht Rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's, if you listen to the Yacht Rock channel. He's at the top of the he's triangle. He's on like every song. Oh, yeah. In, in, the, tr in the, the Holy Trinity of Yacht Rock, you've got Michael McDonald, you've got Christopher Cross, and you have um, oh God, Kenny Loggins. Uh, Kenny Loggins. Uh, there you go. So. And, and Michael McDonald's on every song. In, in Almost the every song. The Elvis point. There's one sidebar. Elvis fans. I didn't get it. I did not understand until Prince died. I totally get it now, and I completely apologize for not getting it. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to get some more wine. Well, let's segue into Prince now. Well, no, I've, I've oh, got go a ahead. point on that. Yep. So, and, and Perry summed up the whole thing about, you know, Elvis would do songs that had already been recorded by black artists. You ever seen the movie Cadillac Records? Yeah. 
You, yeah. you have to watch that. It's Great an movie. amazing movie. And, yeah. and it kind of builds on, you'll see why I say this. It's not that Chuck Berry isn't the king of rock. I think he, I understand that and I accept that. That's, that's a great answer. I think Muddy Waters is the king of rock. Here's why I say that. He is the guy who made it all happen. Without Muddy Waters, Chuck Berry does not get introduced to Leonard Chess, does not get the opportunity for a national recording deal. So it's not just and about the sound being developed. It's about events happening exactly. that led to that. And like if Chuck's, we had gone into it, if we'd had a time machine and gone and disrupted that, we wouldn't have what we have today is what you're saying. Right. Which is why this could totally not be a valid response. But, <laughs> but Chuck's style was based in no the style of... No need for that of, kind of pressure, dude. It's fine. You're good. Go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Pure pressure. We're just, but we're just style like of electric blues have some wine. was what... Uh, oh, you don't want me to do that. I don't want me to do that. I don't know what happens if that happens. <laughs> I've never seen it. But the style of electric blues that Muddy Waters had really pioneered was what rock and roll, especially early rock and roll, came from. Mm-hmm. So without that, and, and Muddy even said, you know, at times, which they kind of mirror that in the movie as well rock and roll is just the blues sped up that's all it is right and there there's some truth to that now chuck had a lot of country influence too you know there were people who labeled him as a country and western artist when he first started because there wasn't a term rock and roll some people say alan freed kind of invented that i, I think that's probably about as accurate as we can get uh so i can accept chuck berry as an answer but for me it's kind of like muddy waters never got credit for anything right no i agree With, without him so much stuff would not have happened you know he 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 practically built chess records i'm a managed boy Ex- exactly yeah it's great stuff oh yeah Whoa. love my waters mm. all, all day I long him. Mm. hey hey yeah i used to play hoochie coochie man and so what Sweet. When I was first starting out performing, there was this Christian coffee house in Russellville. And I, I didn't never registered with me. They were very nice. They never brought up anything about it. I just happened to realize a few years later I was playing Hoochie Coochie Man in a Christian coffee house. Oh. Went back to Hee Haw real quick. You know, <laughs> did you ever see did Christians you ever see the, like Hoochie Coochie? They just yeah. Anyway. Without Hoochie Coochie. Now no had more, I had I played Chattahoochie, I'm a, would that have been I'm claiming Jesus and I'm in a Hoochie yeah. Coochie. I mean, come on. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> It was an episode. Was it an episode of Hee Haw or was it the Lawrence Welk show where they had two of these people? One there was took, over, one the took over the line. That was Sweet Lawrence Jesus. Welk. Was it Lawrence Welk? Yeah. In I have this fantasy in my in my preferred alternate universe, the Starland vocal band would have played on Hee Haw and done Afternoon Delight. That's yeah. <laughs> could you you could not? Couldn't you see them on that set with the I straw could. bales and shit? I and, could. And the guys playing with their shit not plugged in. You know. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Buck, what do you reckon that delight is that they're yeah. talking about there? Well, it's got to be a donut. <laughs> well, got I've got my glaze, ideas. Glaze with jelly. And I think it's a... Yeah. Well, Buck, you need to get the hell out the house a little more often. you got to make me... We can't say hell, Roy. That's why I'm I here. I can't sneak a big drink of my beer without you guys. You thought I was here to get roasted about my wham... That was just Love. a mild roast. I know, I know. It's more of a. It's more of all the name of comedy. It's more of a searing. You Perry. drink your uppity six percent, whatever it is. <laughs> you drink your cardboard. Oh, it's it's twenty dollars a box. Night it's amazing. Night hawk, like night train, except it's a hawk. <laughs> all aboard the night train. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Prince. We talked about him earlier. One of the things that I remember when I was uh, when I was on the radio was Perry was adamant. Why doesn't rock radio play Prince? 
And he said, and we said, well, what are we supposed to play? Uh, Alphabet Street? That's a pop song. No. And no, I know, I know. But then, but, then, but, then he, but then he kind of said, what about Let's Go Crazy? Oh, yeah. And he said, that's a rock song. And one of the cool, one of the things I remember, somebody asked Eric Clapton, what's it like, what's it like being the best guitar player in the world? And Eric Clapton said, I don't know. You'll have to ask Prince. I'm not sure if it's true, but there there is some... There's some words written down that back this up that Prince was was asked similar questions during his life, and he referred to Billy Gibbons. And That's, yeah, that was that was Hendrix. Well, Prince did it too. Okay. Prince Prince was uh, apparently Billy Gibbons is like the king of tone, and like everyone goes to Billy Gibbons and like I agree, dear Billy, please let me you know, let me learn more about your tone. That there's there's Billy Gibbons related some meeting some sort of ad hoc thing like they were in the same town at the same time and one of prince's minions or something came to billy gibbons and asked hey you know would you like to get together with prince he wants to talk you know to meet you and talk with you and they talked about tone and you know i i can't reference sources right now i can later but, i've heard about that but it's interesting yeah um uh where were we going with this i've had too much wine well we prince is about? one of the times <laughs> prince was uh, one of those artists with all respect unlike William. Right. Where where I was closet. I liked I liked Prince in high school, but I was a rocker guy and I couldn't let anybody in high school know that I liked Prince cuz all the all the girls liked Prince and while you still wanted to do what the girls liked, you were you were also trying to stay cool and not get your butt kicked at high school in St. Louis public schools. So uh, <laughs> so so here I am thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm an Iron Maiden guy. Me, somebody put in some, put in some uh, Grim Reaper anytime, and I'm <laughs> when when you know, let's go crazy, just rocks the fuck out. I right. mean, I mean, and and now we may have the gift of hindsight on that, and the gift of us not being in high school anymore. You know, well, you get older and you just stop giving a shit. You know true. what anybody Thank thinks, goodness. and you just I I could care less. I mean, back to back to my hidden my secret pleasure carpenters mm. i mean understandable I, you know i think karen carpenter had a one of the greatest voices in the history of music and she was a drummer i mean I she was no fantastic idea. yeah because i've never been a huge carpenters fan i mean it's just too watery uh, you, <laughs> you know i mean it was just like what are we what are, there's 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 a couple of songs that'll make me speed and one of them is sammy hagar's i can't drive 55 which is a no-brainer and the other one is top of the world by the carpenters which i had the pleasure of watching you guys play live at Toad Suck Days one year. Oh, and you know how everybody and my else... mouth was agape because I'm like, WTF. I'm like, yeah. What yeah. year would that I'm have like, been? Okay. That was the uh that was when we opened for Brett Michaels. Yeah. No kidding. Uh-huh. Now how did I not pick I'm, I just must not have known that song. Here's here's the and they they did a wonderful job. Okay. But I was it still was a punk version. I was still a little you must it have was done about double, it was it. about double time. You know triple. I was playing. It was triple time. He said it. <laughs> I did not. Um, but they, I won't go so far as to say they redeemed themselves, but what was beautiful about that same show was, of course, it's Toadsuck Days, and they're right by the train tracks. And the, I remember and the train this, starts coming in. I have a recording of this and, somewhere. And Sharp, you know, you saw Danny turn around and do the cue, and, Sharp, and they did the eyes, and they came into Blackfoot Train Train. train. And, I was, and I was like... Yes, well, and it perfect. was like the middle of the first verse yeah. of the train. So you yeah. can hear, so you hear Danny go, 
train, yeah. train, yeah. take me on that ride. I mean, it's just, I mean, it was brilliance, right? I mean, that you guys already had that prepped and you were going to call the audible. Well, that wasn't prepped. That was totally off the cuff. I'm going to try to find that yes, recording somewhere. Yes, it I have, it's a really bad cell phone recording, yes. but I, ha- I have that somewhere. Do you? I record like, oh yeah, every show I went to, I would like, you know, hold my phone up in the air and try was to that, record. Three was that songs the year I had your camera and I was trying to record that? Or was that a different year? I don't remember. I don't remember. Neither do I'm, I. I'm old. <laughs> As am I. I don't remember. What were we talking about? We're going to have to pass the torch off to you and, t- and you. tell these stories. With my Diet Coke. Orally. You know what we could do? <laughs> from we could take, around the we could take a musical interlude right now. Because Ryan Harmon brought his guitar. And oh, we could well, take, would you look at that? Yeah. I, who, who brought that Do in? you remember on Hee Haw, they always did this thing where they would come out of the jokes and then either Roy or Buck would introduce a musical artist, but they would do this scene where they'd cut to him, and it's like they'd be looking at the person doing the joke, and then they'd say, and now, here's Dwight Yoakam, and then they'd turn to the other one. You know? and it, and, but they'd do this. They'd do this seriously. Like, here's Ryan Harmon. And they'd yes. look that way like that's where he's playing. It was. It's like this. It's perfect, and they always do it from one side to the other. So yeah, and especially when the 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 oh the, the girl with the short blonde hair, Kathy, they would always Kathy Baker. They would always catch her mid flip. Yeah, Kathy Baker. So you know ne- you never got her staring over here. The it was always when she was always Miss her hair was already Miss Hee Haw. Kathy Baker. They had all these fine ass women on Hee Haw, and I would never dispute that. But Kathy Baker, I mean, she just melts my heart, and she still she uh, she still. She's up, up, up and kicking. She's an artist now, like uh, doing art artwork, and she's still adorable. I watched some things on. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's like, uh, like they do this country reunion on RFD TV. Oh yeah, country family all, reunion. Country family, but they did this four episode thing about hee haw and who. And I'll, have you seen that yet? I've seen some of it. Okay, because it's on Amazon and it's included with Prime. And I'm now giving an ad, a free ad for Amazon, and I feel a little dirty about that. Because, because they need the money. Because one of my favorite moments Jeff on Bezos' spacefaring ass is like $3 trillion, <laughs> you know, or something. And it's like, just throw me a used rocket engine, Jeff. <laughs> I got a divorce to pay for. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Make that money. Yeah. Can you get that in two days? Huh? Uh, probably. Yeah. Grab your guitar, Ryan. Grab yeah. your guitar. Oh, well, and now, well, yeah. Why, don't do you, why don't you strum <laughs> us a song there, my boy? And now, well, here's Ryan Harmon. Ryan Harmon on the guitar. I'm gonna, oh, this hey is yo. the fancy stuff we got to do here. I bet Roy didn't have to move his own mic stand. Huh? <laughs> well, one of my favorite moments on that, that family reunion was when it was uh, Buck Trent and Roy Clark playing, the, you know, doing the picking and grinning. Yep. And Roy just looks over at him. Of course, you know, Roy was really, this was like not that long ago, like maybe, I don't know, five, six years ago, something yeah. like that. So, you know, Roy has aged quite a bit, can still play really well. I'd, I miss him. I wish he was still around. Mm-hmm. He'd be a great one to interview. Yeah. But uh, they handed it, him a fiddle, and honestly, that first episode, I didn't think he was able to do much. But they handed him a fiddle, and he picked that up, and he started knocking it out. Oh, he, he was a great multi instrumentalist. Aim that mic at your hole. <laughs> I didn't know it was that kind of party. <laughs> there we go. But they, they started off, and Roy just slowly turns to Buck, and he goes, "Okay, now you will play the part of Buck." <laughs> I searched the world over and thought I'd found true love. Had another, and you were gone. You made another. There you go. You get in the microphone. <laughs> the, the best one is uh, oh, what's that guy's name? He he sang it in Spanish. Oh man, 
man. Oh, which one was that? Johnny Rodriguez. Johnny Rodriguez. Thank you. Yeah. He sang the whole song in Spanish. And, yep. Yeah. Which that was that was pretty adventurous for back when that happened. You know. By the way, when for those of you wondering, it. we will be accepting telephone calls if you would like to call in and add to this. Also, if we've pissed you off with anything we've said, we'll take your phone calls for that and, as well. And be sure to ask me about my premium snaps. Please. <laughs> play us something, anything. What you want to play? Promote oh, your record. Promote the record. Oh, the one that uh, the one I'm working on now? What we, we, we do, do that? Promote? Oh, Lord, we could. Uh, I guess my better judgment, can I play a brand new song I haven't played for anybody? Please. Okay. Sounds metal. You going drop D? Do the Zach Wild version. I love that song. Anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to sing live without warming up, or I would have. Oh, I don't. I didn't warm up. Yeah, but you're an actual, you're a musician. That's the difference. I can't tell that's in tune or not. It's good. You're good to go. Okay. This is a brand new song I have not played for uh, for anybody yet, aside from my parents. So we will see how it goes. This is the pecking order. It's played for the parents, then played for Sharp and Perry. Nice. And the world. (laughs) And the world. And the world. I'm a little verklempt. Let me see. Make sure I can remember the words first, because it's really new. Then again, if I mess up the words, who's going to know? <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with it, man. Okay. So this is, uh, now it's a little bit different. It's uh, It's got a little of a Fleetwood Mac influence kind of thing to it. And probably nobody's going to hear it. I heard a little change say, with that chord. I say, yeah, <laughs> plucking around, plucking through that. I could get that now that you mention it. But it's, it's, uh, Somewhat about my uh, American Idol audition. Oh, remember I was telling you I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate some of that. Mm-hmm. So let's let's. Y'all see don't here. know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm the shit, and y'all just get out. Whatever. That rhymed. Yeah, I'm no, proud I know. I, I did. That's my off my off my upcoming album. And I actually I wrote off it about radio though. <laughs> <laughs> I ripped off a Perry Morris line here too. See if you can figure out what it is. You're not getting co-writing credit on it, though. That's okay. That's okay. You won't get your point zero 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 one two cents. That's okay. Okay. It's a song called Encore. <laughs> they thought they had me figured out when I walked in. Fake skin boots and a cowboy grin. Some big city I've never been before They like my swagger and the way I talk But it ain't an image I've got songs Some said I'd never make it here I proved them wrong and there's a whole lot more Where I came from Call it a ten-year overnight sensation From empty bars to TV stations Getting here was no vacation, but it was worth it all. Cause I'm still standing and I ain't gonna fall. It's an encore, not a curtain call. You 
Get knocked down, but that's the way it goes Went from not a chance to optimistic nose I stood in my own way and made it even harder I've circled the pond, now I'm jumping in the water Like a ten-year overnight sensation From empty bars to TV stations Getting here was no vacation, but it was worth it all There's too many words in the song, I'm running out of breath I'm still standing and I ain't gonna fall It's an encore, not a curtain call I forgot the words Talk just to hear themselves talk What do they really know? Root against you every step you take But at least they're still watching the show And I've still got a long way Overnight sensation from empty bars to TV stations Just getting here was no vacation, but it was worth it all Maybe nights when I almost hit the wall But I still remember those who were in it for the long haul Cause I'm still standing there It's an encore Not a curtain call Hee-haw claps. Thank you. There you go. Bring the microphones back up there, too. That was well done, right? Thank you. That's, that's hard to say. Let's make the audience stop, too. Where's, where's what camera we on? Luke Bryan, do you have more breath than I do? Record <clears throat> that one, please. He's totally watching this right now. That'd be nice. He fucking should be. I mean, whoops. <laughs> I mean, he's, did I say that? <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Hey, London, can I get another beer? No. <laughs> it it may this be the wine, Ryan, but you mentioned you mentioned there was a there was a something there that you may have heard from me or something, and I didn't I didn't quite pick it out because well, I, I'm a wino. You've you've only said it a couple of times when when you were inter- introducing me at TC's, uh, ten year overnights and such. Oh well, and I've I've said that. I actually said that. I what? said that, but I was drunk when I said no, that. No, no, no. Well, you're you're not <laughs> I wrong. I didn't mean that. No, you're not wrong. You're like a brother but, to me. But it's <laughs> <laughs> you're not. What I was going to say is is I don't claim ownership of the ten year overnight sensation thing. I mean, I think that's sort of a in in this line of work. You know, I didn't. I didn't. I don't own that as mine. But, right. but which you is did why say I didn't it. see it. But I did. Yes, you're right. Because don't I take want, it back now. No, I'm not going to. It's on my website. Because it's right under Trust Yourself to Go to but, Nashville, Lionel but, Richie. Because now, come on now. <laughs> I'm like, am I right below Lionel Richie? We're going to leave that right there. But I wanted, when I've talked about that, when I would introduce you on stage, I wanted the audience to hear that phrase because. People don't get it. People don't get how people, how hard people work, oh, yeah. how hard the artists work, and then 
somehow, hopefully, magically, boom, here's this artist, and this artist is amazing. And people go, well, where have you been all my life? It's like, well, I've been busting my ass 10 years to get to this moment to make it appear like I just pulled into town and have become an instant sensation, you know? So it's important, you know? So. Wow. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> you, know, you, you stick around. You stick around before the end of the night. Perry's going to do one of his awesome toasts. Yeah. He does one yep. of his awesome toasts. Yep. And you, you see sometimes. How many, how many pounds of this <laughs> is left? <laughs> sometimes you yeah. have to be in a limousine somewhere driving in Mississippi for him to do it or driving back from Mississippi. That's an easy top song, isn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, basically, but, yeah, his toasts are amazing. So later on, before, before no, we'll the show's over, so we'll it. close one. We'll close it out. We'll close with the we'll toast. close it out. All yeah. right. So this was Ryan's idea and I'm totally stealing it. But Ryan had the idea that we should discuss popular bands or artists and their worst efforts. Be Thank God. Albums. I thought you were going to steal my idea for the toaster basket for almonds. You have to refresh my memory about that because I was... Oh, I, maybe I haven't told you about it. I, was, I, had this, I can't steal your idea if you don't tell me about it, Ryan. I once oh. had this theory that, you know, it's so difficult to have to take the time when you want freshly toasted almonds for your ice cream. If you don't have a toaster oven, you certainly don't want to take the time to heat up the oven and put them in there. Microwave, that's going to make them soggy. Sorry, Panasonic. <laughs> So I thought, what if there He's was a basket? Wrong. What if there was a basket to put in your toaster, where you could put things like almonds and pecans to, to freshly toast them? Dude, it was going great until I realized that it was a metal basket. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now, one of these was never made, but yeah. All right. Well, out. you know the interesting thing about. You know, everybody talks about sticking forks and toasters and stuff. Is the actual resistance wire that generates the heat? It's not like bare metal on the outside. Now, I'm not saying people should stick conductive things into toasters, <laughs> but I'm just saying there's a there is a layer of risk, you know, that isn't really there, you know, in some of it. But so yeah. we're talking. You could, have, you could have made it out but, of some sort of non-conductive material. But but as a startup, you have to realize if I can't get it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. If it's just at the end of the aisle, how much money can I make, really? Well, the end caps are like prime space. Dude. Sometimes they are, but it's usually people who know what they're doing with end caps. It's, well, just, it's just like time life. It's fair. Everybody knows that that CD set's not worth $300, <laughs> but they can still sell enough because they know how to sell that particular product. True. Now, if they'd like to include any new material on... <laughs> I, I, I can be your where are they now guy that introduces one of the box sets. <laughs> right on. The best of American Idol rejects. Music starts playing in the background. You know, that's a brilliant, a brilliant record idea. You need to do that. <laughs> I, I can look over and I treat just, I keep trying to work in some salacious comment about Katy Perry's ass, and I just haven't managed to make it flow there's a, yet. There's a rumor that he's the father of her baby. I did not start that rumor. I just did. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, unfortunately, bro, uh, bro, they have confirmed it was Orlando Bloom. What? what? Come on, what do I? Ha- what does Orlando what? Bloom have that I do not have? When's the, we've had about the same amount of airtime in the last year. Ow! You're not wrong. Man, I think it was just. I think it was just physical proximity. Yeah. Well, probably. they're supposed to be six feet apart. Right. Well. Unless, uh, that's like how many how many six feet that's like that's not just that's like 
how many books of Mormon and Bibles is all that to get, you know, that, like they talk about prom, you know, where, well, you guys have got to be a part, you know, you can fit the, you know, the Bibles and all this shit. Yeah. Now, are we talking full size or are we talking Gideons? No, full size. The free Gideons? Full size. Yeah, the Gideons wouldn't be anything. I mean, I could get past the Gideons Bible, you know, <laughs> easy. You know. That's like that little house on the prairie type shit you hear the stories about where they would have back in the day when someone would would come to visit to court someone you know in the family for marriage and things and you know it it wasn't it wasn't just a day trip you know like you're talking out in the plains it wasn't like visit for a day and then leave the same day you know you're gonna have to spend the night somewhere and can we just point out perry can explain anything and it's fascinating i I think it's funny that i asked i asked i asked your 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 worst effort from this band and we ended up in the gidgeons bible Okay. And that's the way this works. In my defense, Sharp told me it was BYOB. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so here I am, and I'm drinking wine. This is why they Bring don't let you book. drink on the air. And I'm going to finish this damn sidebar because it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did, he did it again. Almost. Almost. You're going to end up with beer. Almost. Well, a boy likes to be asked. Anyway. Um as i was saying people were so they had like their their heads stuck in the in the sand like ostriches with this whole setup where you know the man the quarter would come in and you know and and court the young lady for marriage you know out in the plains in the middle of nowhere and of course he'd have to spend the night and it's like and so well of course he'd spend the night in the same bed with this gal but oh you know you know we can't do any of that premarital you know anything so they basically put a two by six down the center of the bed because that's going to keep people from fucking <laughs> yeah I've had just enough wine to say that my favorite position, the two by six, is not in the way at all. Okay. Let me see. Sorry. All right. Hello to all so, the new viewers. We'll be right back after these important messages. I'm so glad to be with you today. I have the feeling that you like me. Is there somebody I can call about that? Like an FCC or somebody? Oh, I love that. I love Who can I call about with the you playing the goddamn fucking air. Who is it then? You like the way I talk? Man, that brings back old cocaine, cocaine memories. memories. <laughs> the way I look. I hate you. And you know that I like you too. Is this sharp? Yes. I'm gonna whoop your ass. I love you, man. Sharp Dunaway afternoon. <laughs> oh, well. on a radio station oh, that doesn't man. exist anymore, oh. sadly. I'm, I'm I miss. I, did we, I asked you. We don't have those anymore. You what? actually, you actually put an order in for like the big giant head to do uh, bumpers for me when I was on the air. Ever so briefly, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Yeah. Ever so briefly on Magic. I wish. I wish we. Still you had, had some. Them. Well, yeah. Where the fuck are they? They existed. Hmm. It's funny. Well, okay, anyway, so let's just go let's ahead. Let's get and t- back on subject. Well, I'm sorry. This, let's do this real quick. I'm going to go ahead and open the phone line, see if anybody <laughs> wants to call in. Do we know how many viewers we have right now? I can tell you. 15,000 viewers. Hey. Mine goes in thousands. So. It's good. 
So here's the deal. If you would like to call into the show, which my which camera am I on over here? Okay, I'm on that camera right there. If you'd like to call into the show, please do. Please help. 501 514 46. Oh, stop, stop, stop. It's this one right here. Oh damn. If you would like to call and be on the show, please do. 501 514 46. 46. Now from the Crane Kia Traffic Center, roadways look pretty clear, clear right now. Only accident at 430 southbound. <laughs> what we go do right now is get down. All right. So 501-514-4646 if you would like to call Just in. Just one time, I want to hear somebody who's like got a very white voice over that kind of music <clears throat> doing the traffic. Oh, we all... I'll let you start first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the question. Great artist, well, crap we're, we're album, gonna, We're going to transition back from yeah. Frontier screwing over we'll a 2 by 6 we get us back on the rail. Back to this the actual brought to you by the 2 by 6 subject. <laughs> fairly yeah. ineffective. Yes. Fairly ineffective to prevent conception. All right, Ryan, you're first. Bad, bad album from a favorite band. Bad or, or song, crap effort from great band. Do we want to start with the, with the easy ones or do... Let's let's start with the easy ones that we can probably. Butch Renfro just chimed in with hey. the elder. From I Kiss. was going to say I mean, either the elder. Yeah, we can start with the. We elder. can all agree with that. Definitely. I don't know. World without heroes, though. I World mean, without heroes was a great okay, song. Fine. There there are good songs, oh. but overall, and their defense is, oh, it wasn't a Kiss album. It was a soundtrack that Kiss did the music for. So it's a not concept. The same. Yeah, music from the elder. Right. A movie that it. never happened. But it's still <laughs> crap. Okay. It's, Except it's for that song that you mentioned, "War Without Heroes," which you know, even even Gene and the guys put that on the box set, right? And and if you read the notes of that box set, they are Gene is the most apologetic I have ever heard him be. You know, in the at least in the written word, he's like, "Well, you know, it wasn't like our best work." You know, I was like, "This is Gene saying this." I mean. I'm surprised they didn't just like forget about it. Right. You know? But please go buy it anyway. This yeah. was not our best work, but we have the remastered edition <laughs> available now at kissonline.com. Oh my God. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Ryan Harmon interviewing Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh God, here hey, we go. Hey, hey, Gene. Hey, Gene. Ryan Harmon here. Uh, man, I just wanted to know I was on American Idol the other day, and I don't know. Did you catch it? Did you catch me on TV? Nobody cares. <laughs> Well, well I, I care. What do you Pe- mean? People are listening to me. What, what they tuned in to hear me. What do you? What do you? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm Ryan Harmon. What do you mean? <laughs> are you trying to imitate the whistle in my voice? You asshole! <laughs> he was Gene Simmons playing Ryan Harmon. <laughs> Somewhere this got off track. <laughs> I really should have drank more water before I showed up. That's all I'm saying. So I'm trying to keep get, up here. You, you combine yeah. me, then you yeah. take Gene Simmons, and eventually you end up with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and everything was going well at the audition <laughs> until he sang the song. <laughs> it was at that moment For those that of you Ryan realized <laughs> he would never play on television again. Oh my gosh. This show's awesome. They told him to go to Nashville. And then God said, No, Nashville is closed. Oh, damn. Damn it. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear your music. Damn it. Anymore. That's not true, right? Lionel, Lionel Richie, in that moment, was just thinking, what's for dinner? 
That's profound, Get but it is not true. Hillbilly out of the room. Oh right. God! <laughs> right. Uh, you have a fan. Her name is Gail Kitchens. She says, "I'm here for hey, you, Ryan." Gail, Gail, yes, she tunes in every single week when I do a show. So yes, and I, I figured she would enjoy this tonight. Thanks for tuning in, Gail. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get Ryan to play another song for you since he uh, since he ripped you all off of his live feed tonight. He canceled that for us. Yeah, well, I figured this would be a nice change of scenery for yeah. everybody. Well, this way you get to hear him talk more. Yes. Jim West is watching. Oh, he oh says, I Yo. talk plenty. How did, how did you? Luke Williams says, Prince talk, I got here just in time. Yep, which we're going to talk about that as soon as he gets back around to asking me that same question, the question. about favorite artists, yeah. not so favorite Have you answered it all yet? Did you dodge the bullet? It was at that moment he realized he had not answered the question. <laughs> okay. Somehow, there was still room to save the program. <laughs> And Luke, if you're uh, listening, you'd like to call and chime in. You know my number, or maybe you don't. So, yeah, I mean, we yeah, we kind of got. We all are in, dare I say, uh, violent agreement about music from the elder. Maybe not oh, yeah. being Kiss's best work. I would argue two good tracks. Yeah. So we have World Without Heroes. I would say the Oath is a good track. I did you ever see the music video for which they pulled it offline immediately? So there was a music video made for I, and it was on the set of like a German television show. Mm-mm. And they had to change their logo in Germany, too. Right. The, the, the two right. S's. It looks right. too much now, like the SS. Right. Somebody had the master tape to that video, which was never released, not even on the Kissology sets. And that tells you how much the band did not want it out there, that they didn't put it out with that. Mm. There wasn't anything from the Elder on Kissology. Nothing. That's uh, There you go, for what that's worth. Go pick that up at yeah. Walmart and see. <clears throat> Check me on that. <laughs> I almost went to Morgan Freeman again. <laughs> But really, on the elder, there are two good tracks. The rest is rubbish. <laughs> so I'm just entertaining myself, basically. But when you when you look at that video, if you can find it on YouTube, somebody had, it was actually a guy named Julian Gill, I think his name is, from KISS FAQ. That's the Frequently Asked Questions website. Mm-hmm. It's been around forever, the KISS forum. And he ended up selling it to a KISS podcast don't know how much he sold it for. He paid a lot for it from what I heard. And they ended up premiering it on their channel. People were downloading it left and right, including myself. I have mm-hmm. it somewhere. This video was cringeworthy. The song, as bad as it is, I believe in me. Mm. <laughs> the so verses, the verses the, are good. The but, inevitable cease and desist from Oh, from yeah, they Jane. just had it pulled. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the thing is, I don't know what the process is if somebody buys something like that from somebody can the band just come in and take it i know they did that with their costumes once at one of the conventions in the 90s because they, they were about to do the reunion tour so they went back and took their old costumes that it somebody de- had it purchased depends on what your legal budget is as best i can tell you know is how threatening you can be you know or that. maybe gene just really does not want to have anything for, from the elder in his right right he, gave, he did those vaults Gene Simmons vaults, $2,000, you can buy a vault of Gene Simmons stuff. And he would put one exclusive piece of memorabilia that nobody else had. In probably a CD of Kiss the Elder. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's probably, nobody bought this record. I put it in, yeah, here you go. it's in the vault. Lock the vault when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me my money. All right, Perry? I, I will, okay. Go oh, ahead. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Answer the question, the... Uh, are you were you still on Kiss or were you going with another artist? Oh, I'm going with another artist. All right, go ahead. I think we've covered this ground we, thoroughly with Kiss. That's the most the Elder has been talked about in decades. Ever. Yes. You're welcome. Maybe yeah. ever. 
Somewhere they're getting a royalty check. Yeah. Where the fuck did this yeah. come from? Yep. <laughs> what? No, but no. somehow we said Gene will be looking for something because we said the older too much. It's I'm sure. Too much. I'm sure. Facebook.com to pay your royalties. Yeah, Facebook <laughs> will do some kind of keyword search and it'll wake Gene up in the middle of the night or something. What? I, I, I want to throw. There's more money to be there. made. What? I'm well aware I'm not funny, nor do I do good impressions. Good Lord. But it, it just helps to keep the show flowing. Because then you're ready whenever Perry and Sharp come around. You're like, thank God. The best, Here they are again. The two best impressions I've heard in a long time are from you two guys. You doing him and him doing Gene. I mean, come on. But, I mean, you know what my best impersonation, it. though, is? Hi, I'm oh. Sweet Connie. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'll... My favorite thing is... I, I, I'm hungry. Somebody get me a roadie to go. It depends... <laughs> It depends on how much I've been drinking. I can't tell if you're doing Sweet Sweet Connie or CC Deville because they're very, they're very Affleck. similar. Yeah, the director. Well, and it's not. Yeah, that's, that's, if you drew a Venn diagram, there's a lot of area there that's covered by all three of those. Um, all right, back to you, Perry. For me, I think. Prince's Graffiti Bridge. Oh, wow. He went with the guy. Yeah. Is among my least favorites in in his body of work. And and there's... I am a... I'm a, a, I'm a huge fan of Prince. Everybody knows that. I mean, like, fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But I am not a... I am a critical fan. You know, much even with the same way with Kiss. I mean, I think it, it's healthy. I mean, it's healthy to be to be aware of things that aren't their best work. Right. Well, and that's and, what I told Sharp yeah. when I mentioned this to him is it requires everybody to admit that their favorite band can do wrong. Right. We're all human, and I and I think I think just blind screaming fandom is not healthy. You know, and and we could extrapolate that. You know, just into life in general but especially when you're talking about your favorite artist right you know there's there's just there it's not healthy to just keep your blinders on it's uh graffiti bridge the movie is uh best enjoyed probably when you come into it in the frame of mind is it's a series of music videos that might have enough plot and dialogue to glue them together into a feature length film. Okay. Because as a movie, it really falls flat. Right. Um, the, the soundtrack album that accompanies graffiti bridge, it has a couple of bright spots. I mean, it's got thieves in the temple, which is the one that released and maybe charted a little bit, you know, and then the rest of it's just kind of like a big shrug for me, you know, which which is which is kind of disappointing because you know you've got Morris Day in the time doing some uh, some fun stuff in the movie, uh, but it's just I don't, I don't know you know thieves in the temple maybe you know well, I'm gonna go with mine real quick mine yeah. is Van Halen and the obvious answer is Van Halen three oh I didn't think you were going but, that route oh yeah I've got to go that route and for the funny thing about it is is that I was a huge extreme fan loved extreme pornography no. Every Amazing. song on that record, a great, great record. And when and I thought we were we might actually have that moment where, you know, when, when Sammy Hagar replaced Dave, I thought, oh, this might be interesting. 
No, it was not interesting. Um, there was a couple of good songs on there, Fire in the Hole, good song. But outside of that, I never owned the record. It's the only Van Halen record I never bought. That's interesting because as much as I, well, I guess I'll just say it. I've had enough wine. I'm, I don't enjoy Graffiti Bridge, the movie. I have it on disc at home. But you stole it? No, I bought it, fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the sake of completeness, you know, if, if right. nothing else, right? You know, right. But I, but I own. You gotta it. go to completion. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean. Oh, by the way, Angela's not, got the number on the, the screen point? here. She's got the number on the screen. That's awesome, Angela. <laughs> oh, she's got the crawler. Yeah, she's got the yeah. little crawler on the screen. It says. Uh, can you add to that crawler that I'm single? Oh yeah. Well, we can do a whole show about that if you'd like. Make no, it, it one no. Of those, there's you know, no need video for that. dating thing. <laughs> then I'd have, have to pay you or some shit. No, I mean, I'd do it for free. No. <laughs> anyway, you know, I thought the single was good though. Without you, I kind of it, it wasn't as a Van Halen song. Not great. Well, Eddie was writing all the songs. As, exactly, and I, I heard uh, it's, it's funny you mentioned Van Halen three because I was listening to. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Gary Sharon. It's the doing diet. An interview it's, with, uh, it's the diet yeah. Coke. Yeah, well, I, I forgot. Yeah, it is the diet. It's it's full <laughs> flavor. I, I'm going to need a ride. <laughs> I'm listening to Gary Sharon talking with Eddie Trunk, and they were talking about Van Halen 3, and Gary said, you know, had we done a tour and then put out music, I think it would have been a little better received. The fact that we put out new music and then went on a tour, I think just kind of killed the whole thing because people just really – didn't know what to do with it to begin with. I think if they would have had a little more time to be familiar with this, and because the tour did pretty well, they were still doing arenas. And if you go watch uh, some of the bootlegs on YouTube, Gary just absolutely killed the Sam and Dave songs. Mm-hmm. You know, just great. And you would think he's he's kind of that hybrid vocally. He he's got some of the Roth elements, and he can he could probably rip off Hagar if he wanted to. He could probably do the best Sammy Hagar impression on the planet. Not to say that it does, because he. You can tell the difference. That's one thing that they got right. You can tell the difference when you're listening to any song from the Van Halen catalog. You can tell who it is singing. They didn't try to go for copycats. But that being said, Gary Sharon kind of had the best of both worlds. Hey, oh. Wait a minute. I can do better. Nope. Polka works, too. Here it is. Do it again. Do it again. again. Gary Sharon had the best of both worlds. Hey, hey, what a crowd, what a crowd, hey, what a Remember, crowd. Remember, folks, Whoa, the 7 o'clock tell. show is entirely different from the 10 o'clock show. <laughs> I was, this had me thinking about, uh, a, at least in my twisted brain, a parallel, John Karabi. Yes. And I honestly had not, I wasn't terribly familiar with his work, and I'm almost embarrassed to say this, until I heard he was showing up at TC's to play that show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to catch up. And I was like, well, hell, this is, this is good stuff. And because he did all of that up there. And it he was, was in a band was, called The Scream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fucking Yeah. He's an amazing artist. And, and let's just say the night, let's just say it was a great night, and John Crabby's a hell of a guy, and he was just the coolest dude. And he yeah. hung out, and he was telling stories, and he was doing this stuff. It was fucking amazing. So. I agree. Well, and he was also in a band with Bruce Kulick for Kiss Connection called Union. Right. And that was that was after Crew and then after the Kiss Reunion tour when they were both kind of out of work and wondering what to do. Uh, but yeah, that the and that, that's another thing. Had they called it something other than Motley Crue, which that argument you could you could 
talk about it till you're blue in the face. I'm not going. They're not going to abandon their brand. You don't abandon the brand. Right. (laughs) Focus on the franchise. Exactly. Exactly. You've told me that a million times. Because I told him that a million (laughs) times. Yes, that's a Perry line he gave me. That's right. All right, Brian, I got to get you to do something for me. Pick up your guitar one more time because Gail Kitchens is getting antsy. Oh, can I guess what she's requesting? Oh, go ahead. Uh, It's either find your heart or do it all again. No, that song you sang on American Idol. This will give me a chance. This will give me a chance to check the bumper on the back of the crew cab. Yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be a perfect chance for you to do that. You're not going to listen to this. I am. Listen, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, you know I love you. You know your music, right? I think she expected you to be on a on a music show, but there's a talk show with a little bit of music here. It's like, but but I, but that's okay, Gail. I'm gonna but take care of you. We're talking about music. We're gonna take care of you, Gail. We're gonna take care of you. Here's Gail's awesome. I kind of I kind of knew this was ha- would happen, and she'd get all antsy and stuff. But uh, you, you know, know I, I'm actually writing the sequel to to this song right now. She's screaming. Yeah, yeah. See, that done happened. <laughs> the the sequel to this song. It's called. You know, I, I gotta tell you, didn't see it coming. It's sick. Well, you know, there's there's a Tom Petty song called Don't Do Me Like That. Should be followed up with Do Me Like This. If you're going to say Don't Do Me Like That, you better have Do Me Like This. <laughs> well, Joan Jett kind of had that with uh, Do You Want to Touch Me There. Right. That, that was kind of the, you know, just get right down to it. Mike's yours, man. I'm still out of tune. All right, there we go. Yeah, and aim it just towards the hole. Closer. Aim it towards the hole. There you go. Oh. Okay. Here we go. This is the song that made me all the quarters. Here we sit. All alone. Without a single word to say. There was a time when that's how we'd want to be Slow dancing while the music plays And I saw that look there In your eyes Like there's something on your mind Well darling won't you tell me What could it be? The words must be too hard to find Everybody goes through this Some things they just can't fix We're just wasting precious time So if you're gonna leave me now Tell me is it worth the pain? Tell me, do your tears fall like rain? If we're going through with this Could we settle for one last kiss? Honey, I saw it coming, but that don't make it right I knew this would happen Just didn't know it'd be tonight out of tune it was at that moment he realized he was just slightly out of tune I don't think anybody cares well there it is there it went final word I hope it gives you peace of mind 
No, Perry, I don't blame you. But you can't blame me. Thinking that love couldn't be that bad. <laughs> Just thinking he's not even in here to defend himself. He's still checking that bumper. I think he's replacing it. <laughs> Just let me hold you. In that bumper. <laughs> in my arms. And it was all going so well until <laughs> touch me with your gentle hands. Not to imply that Perry has gentle hands, but they're soft. One last moment, you're still my woman. And honey, I'm still your man. So if you're gonna leave me now, tell me isn't worth the pain. Tell me, do your tears fall like rain? If we're going through with this, could we settle for one last kiss? Honey, I saw it coming, but that don't make it right. I knew this wouldn't happen. Just didn't know it'd be tonight. So darling, wasn't worth the wait. Did you ever even hesitate? How long had you made up your mind? Is there anything that you might miss? How can I go on after this? There's some things you just can't fix. I'm building tension. How am I doing? So if you're gonna leave me now, tell me is it worth the pain? Things you can't see off camera. I'm sorry. And <laughs> tell me, do your tears fall like rain? If we're going through with this, could we settle for one last? <laughs> settle for one last kiss? You need to stop this because I'm going to get blamed for all this, okay? So stop. Stop. <laughs> find, the ex- <laughs> find the exit and go. This is like a broken record. Honey, I saw it coming, but that don't make it right. I knew this. <laughs> Sorry. I knew this would happen. Just didn't know it'd be tonight. I knew this won't happen. Just didn't know it'd be tonight. Oh man. Oh, that's what it is. That was beautiful. Perry walked in and was like, he's still playing the song? Oh my gosh. Hey, oh, Ryan, you have timed questions. out just right. You have questions from your fans here. Hang on one second. Let's see what we got here. First of all, uh, Gail said she'd rather hear you sing than talk. I'm sure. Yeah. Everybody would. And she said, she said, <laughs> so for the rest of the rest of the night, we need you to sing your answers. Um, let's see here. Uh, Leslie Foster. Yes, I know Leslie. She says, Ryan, I need to know if you've listened to Eric Church's 
the snake on desperate man i think that's a song that just does not fit his sound and love a lot of his stuff i have heard it i'd have to listen to it again and see because i've got the record I'd, I'd have to listen to it again and kind of see if if i agreed with that or not because generally i think that he's he's pretty much on the money for what he does now his his first ep that he put out was probably the most unique thing in his catalog which of course that's his first release so that's you know, that, that kind of is what it is. But it's not that it doesn't fit him. It's just it's a lot different. I, I really, his, his latest single, Monsters, because y'all, <laughs> we want to talk about country, right? Uh, the first time I heard it and I heard the intro to the song, I was a little thrown off by it because it, it sounds a little strange until it actually kicks into the first verse and I, I got it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that's, there's my Eric Church. Now, Jennifer Floyd Lindler. She came in with a question. I'm going to go ahead and put a twist on this, this is, real quick. This is all of my people. These are all your tonight. people watching that right now because they're complaining. Ah, we still did. Other two would just shut up and let Ryan just play songs. I mean, yeah, you know. I'm sorry. More power to you. <laughs> yeah, no. see, there, there should be good variety tonight. We'll, we'll usually you, in a two-hour show, I'll get usually four songs. You get, <laughs> you're going to get three out of this one. You're going to get three. You'll get three. So figure out what your third one's going to be. But anyway, so um, Jennifer Lloyd or Floyd Lindler says. Uh, what song hits too close to home for y'all, which means all of us. So, That's and, I, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna spin that around. It's probably gonna be what's your theme song. You know, if you, if it's gonna be a movie made after you, what would your what would the title credits? What would be playing under the title credits? I gotta think about that for a second. So, is this a two parter? Oh, I thought because about it my whole life. Movie of my her, life. Her original question was, what song hits, hits too home? Hard. What, what song gets you in the feels? Too hard, like too hard. Well. Too hard. What do you mean? Is that a song? Is that a rapper? Is is that what she asked? Is just yeah. what hits you in the feels? Like what song hits you in the feels? Mm. No, no, no. What song uh, hits close to home? Like too close to home? Yeah. The spinners. Uh oh. Could it be I'm falling in love? Oh. Thought you were going rubber band. Could man. it be I'm falling and I'm, in love? And I'm just gonna leave it right there. You can all do your research, yeah. but there's an important reason why that's just too big a thing for me okay. moving forward. All right. But yeah. Mine's Watching the Wheels by John Lennon. I'm just sitting here watching on the, watching the wheels go round and round. You're no yeah. longer in the hit the big time boy. You're no longer on the ball, so on and so forth. I've kind of, you know, I used to, I used to be on the radio, but now I'm just sort of off doing, I'm doing, I'm enjoying being behind the scenes now more than I ever did. And I think I'm having more fun making more making people um you know doing do, helping people succeed than i ever thought because i like being on behind how do i say this enabling success enabling yeah. yes i like to be an enabler of that i would rather make you famous than be famous you know what i mean and, mm -hmm. and i always said <laughs> in my 25 years of radio i always said everybody says hey you want to come judge our celebrity cook-off well newsflash celebrities have fame and fortune Few people might know my name. Where's the damn money? You know, <laughs> Ryan. So you, what you got? I was looking through my phone to see what I could. Cheater. So there's there's some there's a few. I'm thinking about what you know as far as what hits too close to home. Like what actually, as far as like gets me in my feels. Uh, I will tell you that uh, when my grandparents moved away from their home last year or year before, it's actually already been. So trying, I, by the way, she's trying to make us it. cry. Not going to work. Not going to work. 
it, we're going to cry trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll drink to that. <laughs> the, the songs I play with, because they had lived there for just about my mom's whole life. My mom, my aunt, my uncle. Uh, they were born in Kansas and moved back to Arkansas when they were really young. Uh, and they lived in the same house their whole life and still had, you know, a couple hundred acres, you know, throughout. And then it, he sold most of it eventually. Um, but they finally moved out and moved closer to where we are just so, because they were out in Gravely, which, okay, yeah. You know where Gravely is? No. Exactly. <laughs> no, no cell phone service. Yeah. Uh, closest hospital is Danville, and that's about 35 miles. I mean, it's just not not the right area to be in, you know. And, and some neighbors, but the neighbors are like you're talking quarter of a mile, half a mile apart because it's all farmers and stuff. It's beautiful, and it's almost like a Walt Disney kind of thing. That's, that's the way I always looked at it as a kid, you know. But when they moved out, as we were driving off and I walked through the house just one last time, I had a, a playlist on my phone because I, I guess I wanted to make myself cry. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a playlist on my phone. It only had two songs on there. And it was Lyle Lovett, Step Inside This House, which is actually a Guy Clark song. Yeah. And uh, The House That Built Me, mm-hmm. which is, people know it by Miranda Lambert, was actually written by uh, Bobby Braddock and the other guy's the one who I had the version of. And I got to look now. Hold, please. I can't actually think of a song that's ever made me go boo-hoo no offense and i saying well and I, I will say another one because i got to thinking about a couple of weeks ago on american idol they had home week which everybody's at home so now that's kind of ironic but uh you had to sing a song that reminded you of home and i thought about it for a second of what would i have sang mm-hmm. had i made it that far which of course we don't have to worry but, <laughs> but uh, i mean had to make it. Yes, thank you. That was actually really good. Thank you. A really good, uh, what would that be? Fake trombone? trombone. Fake trombone. Trombone. It's a wah, 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 wah. <laughs> or the prize is right. Yeah. Damn. That's, it's like, it's that, louder that's like as it goes. Perfect, yeah. It goes, it's almost like you're getting just absolutely good Lord. ran over you by a train or something. You need to ease off the Diet you know? Coke, man. Come on. I know. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Songs. So, so the song. Songs in the and, field. And, and, <laughs> You're leaving the family farmhouse. Leaving the family farmhouse. But I thought about what song would I do if I had a song for Home Week, and it would be Southbound by Mac McAnally. Um, and that, that song actually does kind of make me tear up when I hear it every now and then. Um, I do want, at, at my funeral, do we want to get into that next? Or sure. Which, <laughs> funeral songs. Funeral songs. Oh, wow. Here we go. I'm what glad happy I got a box of red wine. Shit, we've already gotten here. Red, red wine. <clears throat> that's, that's one of the songs. I would sing, but I haven't warmed up. And by having neither warmed up means I haven't learned how to sing. But anyway. Well, me neither. Oh, I've already, come on. I've already made a non-paying career out of it. Oh. <laughs> you, okay. I am self-unemployed. Damn. You, you keep because I've got I've got a zinger on this on this particular question about you know at our funeral. So you go first. And that zinger may be something I've always asked, which was people always say I want this song played at my funeral. It never happens. No, you know why? No, I'm not gonna say it. It's a poor Jimmy joke. Yes. <laughs> I can say. I don't. I honestly don't know for once where he's going with this. I can't. I can't guess. I sort of don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just do myself a favor. I'm gonna reel that one back in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But right. 
you know, I, I've, I've thought about. Like, I don't want if, these twelve people pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my people. Yeah, those are your people. people anyway. I don't want those dozen Ryan Harmon fans coming to my house with torches and brimstone and just saying, bring the monster out. Bring the monster out. <laughs> and see, this was my total complaint with this when they started these coronavirus regulations. No more than 10 people. They had to wait till I started drawing 12. Right. To where they said no more than 10 people. I'd have been fine. But now I can't play unless you, you got to keep the other two people out. <laughs> I would be one of them, I guess. So that's, Well... Shit. <laughs> that's that's Perry's ultimate way of saying nobody cares, but I'll try to no, add something to I it. I care. Jennifer it, Jennifer Floyd Lindler says this too. I asked because Ryan's I knew that would happen is my most favorite recent one, and I'll leave it at that. Oh well thank you. It's a wonderful thank tune. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You got fans. Where are you yeah. from, Jennifer? Is she from your area? Is she I don't think so. Or is she I'm one of your to, international I'm fans? I no no, she's she she lives in the US. I'm trying to remember now. Uh where do I live? What, who are these people? Where Lamar, do these Lamar, people live? You live in Where Lamar, by golly. Lamar, by golly. This is not my beautiful wife. This is <laughs> my beautiful house. <laughs> Off the air, perhaps I'll play y'all a song that a friend of mine wrote years ago that okay. we could never play on the air for many reasons. <laughs> well, for uh, me, yeah, go ahead. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Have you you haven't even said this song you want played at your funeral. Exactly, because I'm talking too much. Yeah, no. not answering the question. It's a, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's not about... We're running out of time, man. We're not talking too Batteries much. Batteries are dying on the camera. Happy somewhere. hours. <laughs> yeah. but, okay, so my funeral songs would be, if I had to pick some, it would be Someday by Blue Highway, which is an acapella gospel song. Y'all probably haven't heard it, but it's, it's really beautiful. Uh, I'm Not Gonna Miss You, Glenn Campbell, which that one, it sounds kind of odd because he wrote it about... His, well, I say he wrote it. I don't know if he wrote it himself or if he had co-writers, but it was written about his Alzheimer's battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was kind of the point of the chorus, you know, I, I'm not going to miss you. And that was kind of the thing he was looking forward to was the fact that he's, he's not going to miss the people he loves. And, and that's, you know, kind of you would have to hear the song yeah. to, to really get it. But that's that, heavy. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's, it's really the first verse that I want played at my funeral, I guess, uh, I'm still here, but yet I'm gone. I don't play guitar or sing my songs. They never defined who I am, the man who loves you till the end. Mm. Uh, that that really. And we'll drink to that. You're, you're, you're a man. That's I, some heavy shit. Right, right, I'll tell you something. You don't need to be planning that. You still got a good 60, 70, maybe even 80 years before you even got to worry about it. Well, according to the episodes of my 600-pound life that I've watched, I'm probably a lot closer than I <laughs> care to realize. Hello. We'll be right back after these important messages. With his current eating habits, we expect that he will not be able to survive much longer. Dude, listen. No, it's fine. If any, (laughs) I've been this whole this whole bullshit going. I'm like, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying what I'm. The reason I'm saying this is that if I can do it, anybody can do it. I think I'm trending about eight pounds lower on average than before all of this shit started. You drop some and I pick them up. Uh, <laughs> have you ever done any Rick Trevino? Who is Rick Trevino? No, I know who Rick Trevino is. And actually, uh, my cousin went to see him in Texas a while back. Probably, well, I say a while back. It's been well over a year ago. So I'm not good with my timelines, apparently, tonight. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, uh, Rick Trevino, he was a 90s country artist. Yeah. You spike there, it? There, you is, spike it? there, is, coke. Coke. there is Coke in it. Ah. Driving that train, <laughs> driving diet cocaine. Oh. <laughs> Drinking diet cocaine. But uh, to answer the question, what was it? 
Uh, <laughs> that just says, have you ever done any Rick Trevino? Oh, no. I, sounds like, sounds no, like a I brand of marijuana. <laughs> Hey, I got Rick, the best. Hey Rick man, I got Trevino the I got the, I got the best. I got the finest Rick Trevino you'll ever have in your life, man. It's only twenty five dollars a bag. Come get you some. It, Rick Trevino was uh, '90s country. I thought, ah, he, okay. did, he did have a couple of hits. I thought um, he was on Saturday Night Fever. And I hate and to say this. I like to think I know what's going on, but he sounds like is that a professional golfer? He, he's I'm really well known in Texas. Okay. He's, he's one of those guys that really has like you know kind of Tracy Bird, Mark Chestnut, oh, okay. big Texas yeah. following. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. Rick Trevino's great. Yeah. I think I'm almost all cut up on the. Things, but nobody's had the guts to call in. 514-4646. 501-514-4646. If you would like to call in and be on the show. And uh, while you're on the phone, I don't blame you your services don't. with sharp videography. I don't blame you if you don't. I mean, really, I don't, you know, we're just offering the opportunity Way to, to sell it. To speak. I mean, what to the speak. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I don't want to call in. That's fine. Just following your... your I'll just talk to you guys. This is why I'm not in talk radio. Oh, this is why I think <laughs> I think we've done a fine job. Here's Bon Jovi on Magic 105. What I've song? Only, oh yeah, huh? I've only had what to song? pee Run once. Away. Exactly. <laughs> what? Sorry, back to you, Perry. Oh, oh, wait, sorry. Was there a, a what funeral song? Hi, Angela's on me saying we didn't let you answer a question. Oh, which is it the same? Are we back yeah. to the pee? <laughs> what, what, what would you want? <laughs> what would you want played at your funeral? At your I guess. funeral? Okay. No, there, there was another question you didn't answer though. It was the uh, oh the the what, what gets your feels? Yeah, oh, no, oh, yeah, okay, that's right. I did. My answer was just way too. I long. did. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, could it be I'm falling in love? Could it be I'm falling in love by the spinners? And we'll let everyone do their research there. Right. Uh, the funeral song was the one you had. The funeral about. song. Um, this is being recorded, right? Because yeah. yes, that means people will have to do this, right? Is I want it to start with the traditional, just instrumental, cheesy organ stuff that they always play in the funeral halls, right? Okay. And then when nobody's looking, it's going to go into this sort of lounge act stuff. And there's, and I've got it, and I, I've got it, and I need to record it, and I need to put it in a will and says, this is what needs to go into. We need to go into this. And it's this lounge act Hammond organ version of um not the carpenters we've only just begun there's some others there's another song called we've only just begun and it's it's just it's awesome and yeah it's going to go straight into that it's not going to be any cheesy vocals or anything like that it's going to be it's going to go from your your traditional weepy organ music into conga lounge act stuff basically i know you said no carpenters but it'd be funny as hell if you went We've only just begun to live. Wapum gamlum style. <laughs> oh God! No, 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 no. That's too. That's too heavy-handed. As much as I think that would be awesome. How would you like your steak, sir? Gamlum style. What is- <laughs> no, no way. Anyway, um, um, or or if you had Alice Cooper, I love wow, the dad. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did you get your shirt from Sharp? No, he did not. I don't own every Kiss shirt in the world, Randall. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's. <laughs> we we went to the same show though. Did yeah. Did you go see them in uh, September, October? September. I'm I'm gonna let everybody else enjoy Kiss live from this point out because I have a shirt from their farewell tour that I think is 20 years old. 20 years oh, old. That's yeah, right. That Sharp yep. bought me just past uh, the 20. It was April yep. 5th, 2000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not, and that sounds really like harsh and bitter, probably because it is. 
<laughs> but you got to look Gene Simmons in the, the eye. The whole, you, uh, you know, Gene got hey, his money. Hey, Perry, why, hey, why, hey why thanks for the tickets? thanks for the sale, Perry. Gene's I appreciate you. Gene's not bitter. Sweet, sweet Connie's not bitter. No, no, sweet, sweet Connie's good. Hi, She's I'm CC Deville. Sometimes <laughs> I sound like Sweet, Sweet Connie. <laughs> At first, it was the House of Horrors. Then it was a house of horrors. Oh yeah. my gosh! Anyway, <laughs> now before we but, before we wrap this up though, you wanted to go one more time into a prince talking about prince or anything. Oh, at one point, you have one more thing to say about that. I should get some money out of this, but there's a uh, there's a this weekend there's a released, previously unseen, previously unreleased, full length concert video from Prince and the Revolution from 1985 somewhere up in the Midwest. Uh, that was it was released this weekend. It's the whole thing. It was like right after the Purple Rain hit big and they were touring. The Prince Estate on the Prince channel on YouTube has released this. And hmm. I'm going to watch it either when I get home tonight or maybe tomorrow. Um, those of you Prince fans, if you haven't heard about it already, a little bit of Googling and YouTubing will allow you to find this and enjoy it. Keep talking. This represents. Uh, he's going double. This platinum. actually represents uh, me going to the to the. What did you say? I said he's double going platinum. double platinum. Double platinum. Triple platinum. Triple. Oh shit. <laughs> Triple platinum. Damn. We want to do another. Oh, you never. Oh, you now, you did answer it. I'm sorry. There there's uh, been a little bit of. It's funny how spoiled we get as fans, not just as fans of Prince, but as fans of anything in mm-hmm. in as soon as this was announced people started carping about how this isn't what we want to see and i and i'm not i'm hoping that's a very small small representation narrow representation of prince fandom i was like why would we not want to see this like like we're wanting to see something more exotic out of the vault right, right. my opinion on this is we're going to see we're going to see that stuff eventually. Oh, yeah. You know, that Especially since he can't really do anything. Because that's well, been my thing with see, it is. And that's where I'm going with this. Okay. Okay. You, you're with me on this, Ryan. Is as a, as a hardcore Prince fan, I had some, I won't say I completely understand, but I have some understanding of where he was coming from on some of this stuff that was in the vault. That he may not have, he may have made a, a conscious decision that, this isn't this isn't what I want to be released to be out for whatever reason okay or he could have just been hoarding it and the intention could have been he was going to release it later sort of a retirement account if you will sidebar the man never wrote a will or had any any sort of planning for his estate after that which is really weird and we can talk about that later so I, I wonder about some of this stuff. Is like, is this what he wanted us to see or what he wanted us to hear? I will have to admit that as a hardcore fan, I've been a little selfish about it. I've just been very interested in getting anything new that we haven't heard. Like right. there was uh, there was the release Prince the Originals, which was uh, demos of songs that he wrote for other artists or other bands. But it was the demo tracks where he he was performing them right track one and two worth the purchase price of the whole damn thing okay 
Track one, Sex Shooter by Apollonia 6, but Prince is singing it. I mean, I just giggle every time I fucking hear it, okay? <laughs> Track two, uh, Jungle Love, Morris Day in the Time, but it's Prince singing it. Now, now your, your real fans know that the time was Prince's baby, you know, Prince and Morris Day's baby, okay? But still... You could tell it was. It's the same tracks. It, it's all that, but it just happens to be Prince singing it during you know, and it's it's it blurs the line between demos and and release tracks on some oh. of that stuff. But it's it's so some of the stuff we're going to start seeing and hearing is we're going to have the hardcore Prince fans are asking ourselves, did Prince want us to see this and hear this? But I'm I'll have to admit I'm being selfish and and I I want to see and hear whatever i can get right on that. and I, yeah. i'm i understand from an artist standpoint especially you want to be in control of your material and if you don't if you don't think that something because that was his thing did you ever watch the larry king interview yes it's, it's yeah. actually a really good yeah. interview yeah uh he explained you know a lot of these songs are things that are unfinished it's not the vision i had for the songs it's just something that i kind of did a, a rough mix of it and i wanted to put that to the side and come back to it later now i'm not being given that option Mm -hmm. But the thing where I disagreed with him was he blamed the people who would buy the bootleg records. Because there were a lot, especially back in the 70s, 80s, there were bootleg records that looked like official releases. And people didn't know. They just go into the record store and, oh, there it is. Okay, if it here's was a new Bob Dylan record for purchase. Yeah, it's just like when Neil Young, there's a video of Neil Young on YouTube walking into a record store and he finds these CSNY bootleg uh, live shows. And they're, they're actually... They look professional. They're they're pressed really well, and he just looks at the 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 poor kid who's behind the counter. He goes, "Hey, uh, when when did these records come in? Where's where where are these from? Hey, buddy, do you know anything about these? Oh no, it's just that's what it is. Were these officially released by the artist? I don't know. Well, they weren't. I am the artist. This is my music. I'm taking this. Okay. And the kid's like, I. I don't know who you, I mean, my boss isn't really <laughs> going to want you to just take records because it's like four records or something. Yeah. yeah but I, I understand that. But there is kind of that part of, you can't necessarily blame the people buying the records because they really want the music. It's just, I, I'll, I'll drop a name. I interviewed Bobby Barth uh, from Axe years ago when I was like, you know, 11. So it was not a good interview. But he was really nice to me. He actually came on my show twice. He was a lot nicer than he should have been. Was this when Axe was playing movie theaters and stuff? They were no, but he was still sanctioning that group. He still owned the rights to it, so okay. he was still it had his seal of approval. The reason he did not tour with Axe at that time, he had uh, the gig with Blackfoot, and he thought that Bob Harris, who used to sing for Frank Zappa, for Frank Zappa, fit Axe better. He did not have any con and still doesn't have confidence in his own voice. I wish he would hmm. change his mind about that. But he told me the reason why. He didn't even, on the last few Axe records, didn't even sing many of the songs, even though he wrote all of them, is because he hates to engineer his own vocals. Mm. Yeah. And so he just hired another singer to come in because he hates doing his own vocals. Um, but he, So did Millie Vanilli. It, exactly. Hey, well, there you go. <laughs> but he actually told me, you know, there are bootleg copies of our records. He said, I've probably autographed a thousand bootleg copies of Axe records, but I can't blame the people for wanting them. We haven't put that out there. Nobody else has. I can't blame people for wanting that and going to get it. It's a it. complicated question. Exactly. Now, he did blame the people who put them out. Well, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, we're about to wrap this up. I think we're good to go. I think uh, let's, but let's wrap it up with some rapid fire kind of stuff like that. I'm not going to. I like that. I'm not going to wrap. I'm not going to ask you the questions. What we're going to do is we're going to do 
Ask anything. Ask anybody anything. So you have one question that you can ask either Perry or myself. One question all the way around the table. And who wants to go first? Not me. Yeah, I think you ought to go first. Yeah. I, w- I want to get an idea of what, yeah. what direction. Throw us a question. Yeah. This right. is your show, so you throw us a question. Set the direction. All right, Perry. don't throw us softballs. Throw Perry me a, Morris. Throw me a hardball. Perry Morris. Throw me a hardball. And make it big. Wham. Uh, you know my wife laughing about so what you don't what you don't know about Perry makes that even funnier. <laughs> oh no, I've I've heard. Okay, I have heard about his dancing skills. His anaconda it's, don't. It's not his anaconda listen, don't. All of that. It's is mostly, that what you were talking about? Oh, I heard you broke a boat windshield. It's with the mostly <laughs> it's mostly bullshit. That story from Bob Deaton gets worse every time he tells it. And it's not true. It's not true. It's a physical impossibility. That was going to be my question. <laughs> it is a physical impossibility that an erect penis would dent al- aluminum. Okay. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. And, and, we don't, that and, day, and we don't have I time. Lost my fan base. We don't have time for that story tonight. <laughs> next show. Maybe on his next podcast. Oh, look, the phone's ringing now. Yeah. Nobody's ringing. Ding. Nobody wants in on this action. Nobody. Story of my fucking life. 514-4646. This is your last call. Wherever, wherever I'm looking This is here. last call. This is your last call to come in and be on this show if you want to talk. So, 501-514-4646. So, you had a question. Uh, <laughs> is it true? That was the question. <laughs> no. My stage name is Girth Brooks. What, so what would be right, the Chris Gaines? Right, let's just make this make this real simple. Make this real simple. My stage name, Chris Gaines' stage name for me. Would be, um, I'm boinking Trisha Yearwood. That's it. Yeah. You cannot repeat, and you cannot repeat the questions. You ready? You cannot okay. repeat the questions. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to ask you something simple. You're stranded on a des- deserted island. You have a record player and one record that you can take with you. What is it? Oh damn! Um, one. Rest of your life. This is the only thing you're going to listen to for the rest of your life. Purple Rain, the deluxe edition, which includes the 11 and something minute long hallway speech version of Computer Blue. Okay. It will change your life if you're a Prince fan. I'm not shitting you. You need to go check out the deluxe edition. I'm serious. There's stuff that's on there that if you've watched the movie several times, you're like, where's that song? What is, what is that little ditty coming from? Get the deluxe edition of Purple Rain. Seriously, if you're a Prince fan, it'll change your life. Okay. Uh, your turn. You answer the question so you Me? can ask anybody. Can I fry a barbecued rib in a skillet, Sharp Dunaway? <laughs> you taught me how. Hey, <laughs> what are you talking there you about? Go. All right. Right? I've, I've not had your cooking. I have no idea. I do admire your recipes, though. I, I will see where you I'm got trying, it. and I need to do a better... I feel like I need to do a better job of putting those together and and making those more accessible because I do enjoy cooking and I like, you know, I enjoy my cooking and other people have enjoyed my cooking. So hopefully I need to do a better job of expressing that to some degree that people could follow it, right? You know, yeah. Thank you. You're Ryan, welcome. you're up. Uh, I'll, okay, so this is, I'm totally probably going to break the rules here because break this the is a rapid fire rules. question that probably has too long of an answer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this, is, this is my problem. But how thick is it? <laughs> As a brick, Jethro Tull. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
In the sad news, in the sad news, Ian Anderson was diagnosed. I was going to say that with Aqualung. Yeah, with with Aqualung. Yeah. Are you kidding? Is it called Aqualung? That's what it's called. That's that's the nickname for it. I guess he got diagnosed with something he wrote a song about years ago. Wow. At least he wasn't accused of sitting on a park bench. You eyeing little girls with bad intent. Well. Anyway, that was running down his nose. <laughs> Greasy <laughs> fingers smearing shabby clothes. <laughs> so my question for Perry, yes. what's your favorite Jethro Tull line? No. <laughs> so I'll put a five dollar bill out. He couldn't pull out a Jethro Tull line right now. <laughs> that's the And old, he would not be wrong. No, and it, it, the same thing goes for me. I know like, you know, two songs. One I can quote, the other and eh, no. The <laughs> So, I had the opportunity to see. I'll make this short. I had the opportunity to see Jethro Tull or Pearl Jam on the same night. Jethro Tull was playing at Robinson Auditorium. Pearl Jam was playing at Barton Coliseum. I chose Jethro Tull. I win. I win. I win. So, well, and you can still see Pearl Jam. I saw Pearl they, Jam. I saw Pearl Jam like 15 years later. I win. There you go. You got both. I still win. See, Jethro Tull won again 15 years <laughs> prior. So there we go. So you're the reason they won the Grammy. Who the hell Metallica. is Jethro Tull? Yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jethro's, just that toll part. Right. Go ahead. Break the <laughs> rules, Ryan. So in your time when you were working uh, with Magic 105, even even when you weren't on the air. Fairly brief, but yes. So since you were not necessarily, you didn't hold the same responsibilities that like an on-air personality would have as far as uh, how to represent the station, we'll say. Define responsibility. Now that's a good that's a good caveat. I didn't have much responsibility on magic. I mean, that's, and, and that's but, but kinda, I'll let you ask the yeah, question. That, yeah. That's but I, I'm saying like as, as opposed to Sharp would probably be expected to, you know, at at, at an event to you know represent the station in a certain way, especially if he's you know doing a remote in the truck or something. What is the craziest thing that you got away with? <laughs> in, in that time that you can say on the air <laughs> on the me, air we're not really on the air let me think about 10 this viewers. there's um you know the concept of official responsibility with kmjx for me is Conway, Little Rock. almost non-existent okay now having said that um let me think about this we were fairly well behaved in cleveland when when we on, went to the rock on hall, the air on the air and even <laughs> off the air um i i traded shirts with a gal when me and sharp were at a restaurant called dick's last resort in cleveland ohio in official capacity to celebrate magic 105's anniversary up there and we were broadcasting from the studio at the rock and roll hall of fame we ended up at dick's last resort um, some of these Dick's Last Resorts, if you're if you're not familiar with them, everybody's you know they're all supposed to be cranky or the customer's always wrong okay, or whatever. I know what you're talking about, right? I've been to several of those and they're very watered down, except for the one at Cleveland. They did not phone it in. It was the real deal, Holyfield, um, and it was hilarious. And we ended up drinking and we ended up running into some sort of party of some sort that was on some sort of party bus, and I forgot all she, about that. This lady <laughs> wanted my shirt. And I was like, well, what? I can't just give you the shirt on my back. I won't have anything to wear. And she said, I'll give you mine. She was wearing this, like, she was wearing this, 
this skin tight leopard print something or other. And I had had just enough booze that I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> and we were like in the dining room there and we trade these shirts out. And, <laughs> and then we go, we go to the, we go to the corner of Dick's last resort where they're selling t-shirts and stuff. We both go there and I was like, hi, I would like to buy a t-shirt. And I, now mind you, I'm looking like, I don't know, like CC DeVille on crack or something. It was bad. It was a skin tight leopard thing. It was weird. And he, he looks at me. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. What? You don't want to come yeah. in? Why? Why? You don't want to come in? What? Man. We only got one color. Yeah. Well, that's, we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. My answer, I can, I can try. I'll make it as brief as possible. You get a snack. The, the, uh, the, before the Janet Jackson crap. Okay. And everybody says it wasn't Janet Jackson's fault. Bullshit. Okay. I got news for you. That spurred almost everything. Got everybody locked down. Got everybody all tight with their, you know, back in the day, you know, I love I love hearing why, and I hope I don't speak for Tommy Smith. But one of the things Tommy Smith said that I thought was like brilliant, uh, he got called call to the corner office. This is this is how he got fired. He got called to the corner office because the the general manager from Houston or whatever like that flew into town, heard him say "pussy" on the radio, and newsflash, "pussy's" not one of the seven dirty words. Right. Okay. So, but post Janet Jackson tit. Right. It Super becomes Bowl. a little more. Right, you know, everybody's on it. And edge. post Johnny Fever booger. And he says, and he says booger. The, the, the guy's name is Dumps. That's all I remember. I don't. I'll throw his name out. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but he, <laughs> but he, he said, he said, I want you to stop saying "pussy" on the radio. And Tommy said, I've been saying pussy on the radio for 30 years. I'm not going to stop. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, then I guess you don't work here anymore. And then Tommy just walked out the door, and that was it. And then he turned up turned up on the buzz. Well, <laughs> what I thought was funny was Tommy looked at me and said, Sharp, I wasn't pissed off that he fired me. I was pissed off that I got fired by some motherfucker that wasn't even wearing socks. <laughs> it's brilliant. But 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 to answer but but but, that, but those are back in the days. Now now you want to fast you want to rewind just a little bit more to about uh, see two thousand and Uncle Howie if you're if you're listening right now oh yes you should be on this call right now. Uh, we did what looked great on paper, the biggest tits contest, and it was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, we just sat there and said said hey come on out here just you know this is when to get away with murder. This is before the Janet. But, but uh, how was I not pre G? You didn't miss shit. <laughs> so hold on a second. <clears throat> so maybe I had reasoned this out and stayed home. So we got to the point maybe. where 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 we had these ladies come, and what's funny? Somebody, some people brought their kids, oh. and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, this didn't. This is not the way I planned it." <laughs> So we, so I run back into this, run back in there, and not I look, a family show. And I, and I look at the promotions director, and I said, "I need frisbees. I need frisbees now." And they give me some magic one hundred and five frisbees, and I was like, "Here, take these frisbees, kids. Now go around the corner and play frisbee. That would be great." So what we did was, and I'm not, I'm not proud of this. I did it. You asked me the question. I'm going to answer you honestly. Thank you, Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> the, uh, what we did triple was, platinum, triple platinum, <laughs> boom, six percent. But what we did was we uh, we we had the girls. They took off their tops and uh, I mean completely off, and um, and they and we measured from uh, you know right here across the nipple to the collarbone, and whoever had the most area 
one. Don't you have to have a protractor? So what if? <laughs> wait a minute. So what if they? What if they had like a? What That's if their bra size was counter. like a forty-eight long? Oh my god! It counted. <laughs> like I said, the whole idea sounded great on paper. It sounded great on paper, but it was like it was like as the science officer on this boat, <laughs> I have to say your methodology was flawed. It was flawed, crazy. How many of these stories did you find out about after he got home? Well, she rather was than listening. before, <laughs> she was there. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. But yeah, we did that. Then we did a uh, gosh, I could, I could I could do a whole show on that. I did a it had a Keith or, or a hillbilly had hillbilly a had a vasectomy on the air had a vasectomy yeah. on the radio. Oh my God, but yeah, there's so many stories. I, I could answer that question on a whole different episode. I did a I, lot of stupid I'll, shit. I'll make you do that sometime. You know, feel free. We, we should come in here and let you just interview me. I like that, and that that can be the first episode of Ryan Harmon's Country Fried Conversation. Oh, what is what what is that the is that the name of the show? Country Fried Conversation. What? Huh? Country Fried Conversation. He did not just say hey, that. Uh, what? What? Huh? what? I promised. I promised Gail you'd do one more song. Oh, okay. So go ahead and grab your guitar. It'll nobody asked me a question. Oh, nobody asked him a question? What? Because nobody cares. <laughs> um, I've, I've talked enough for all three of us in five minutes. All right, what's the most shocking thing Ryan Harmon could say Could could say that we don't know about Ryan Harmon? What's the, what's the most surprising. shocking? Surprising. Surprising. What's the most surprising, un, little known fact about Ryan Harmon? What year did you lose your virginity? Please, please tell me it's about what you year and is Katie it right Perry. Now? What year did you lose your virginity? Mom, pay what, attention. What is this, 2020? Uh, shooting for 2021. <laughs> Perry. With Katie Perry. After marriage. Let, let's go ahead and With set up. With Katie Perry. Let's set up his GoFundMe account. You can do it. Wait, wait, no, no, boom, 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 Fund, wrong half word. That's, that's what the marketing people... <laughs> That's what the marketing people would say is off message. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to give you the Heisman on that one. That's a sports reference, by the way. Did I get it right? Because I'm not into the sports. Anyway. And so I'm going to do a hee haw. Wait, I'm going to do a hee haw. I'm going to do. <laughs> Here's Ryan Harmon. <laughs> Hey, Perry, did you ever hear the one about the pencil? No, sir. What about the pencil? Well, there's really no point to it. <laughs> I messed up that joke. It's supposed I'm, to be I'm no gonna, pencil. I'm going to do, do a Grandpa Jones. <laughs> hey, Ryan, you hear the one about the watermelon? It was pitiful. <laughs> you know how he used to do that? <laughs> you know, that is very close to... So, I... It's if, like barbed wire on a gum stump. So, yeah. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> so it, if if you uh, if you remember this, it's, it's been it's been a couple months ago already. That that sounds really close to when we were having a conversation about, and I think it was our friend Aaron that brought it up of Dave Matthews tribute bands sell out rooms. That was me. I I, and, I almost killed you that night. Yes. That and 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 the the theory was. So there's a Dave Matthews tribute band. They're huge. What if there was a Dave Matthews tribute band tribute band? What would that be? And, and your now, response was, I, I'd had a few beers, and I'd said, that sounds like that's like the second derivative of a function or something right. like that. It's a math joke, and I'd say it'd be one guy on stage going, 
And, and I killed Ryan Harmon for like 45 minutes. He couldn't breathe. I thought we were going to have to call 911. Like, and I didn't mean to do that. I didn't think it was going to be that funny. Well, I thought it was kind of nerdy. For, forgive but. my language. His direct quote was, and you had a drink in your hand when yeah. you were saying it. He said, you said it, it, it probably one guy standing on stage with an acoustic guitar and a cigarette up his ass going, yeah. For those of you that missed that word, the word was ass. Now, here's here's my question. Why did the cigarette have to be? <laughs> Do you know why? Because I was drunk. That's why. There, I was drunk at TC's. That needs yeah. to be my song. mom yeah. got out of prison. <laughs> yep. By the way, TC's Midtown Grill, by the way, if those of you that are watching, wherever you're watching. Uh, it's open. It's open. It's right open. Now. We might sneak over there after this. You never know what might happen at TC's Midtown Grill in Conway. Attention, yeah. members and guests, bring your ass. TC's Midtown Grill. It's the shit. <laughs> and now, Ryan Harmon. Play us something pretty, Ryan Harmon. Oh, it's tuning. That's metal as fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm going to play something that I was working on yesterday. We'll, we'll, oh, okay. we'll see how this works. More brand new stuff. This is going to be... Oh, no, it's not not my song. So oh, you got to play your stuff for this. Otherwise, I get dinged for the podcasting. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, crap. Hate to say what? it. They dinged us for Hard Luck Woman on the last show. Really? Yeah. I guess we just did it well enough that it... It sounded it just did. like Peter Chris. Yes, it did, because neither one of us are in the band either. Right. <laughs> didn't they Didn't they realize Chris Gain covered that? That that was... Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> That was the birth of Chris Gaines. Yeah. So I have to play. I had to play one when I said, well, I'll play your favorite. Your friend Jennifer Floyd Lindler wants to do tip jar money for a hooker. <laughs> I don't need a hooker. I'm good. What? I can buy my own We've got to hurry up. We're running out of battery. This is another song from the new record. This is, uh, or the new record that doesn't exist yet. This was uh, one of Sharp's you're gonna, favorites. You're going to play us out is what you're going to do. Go ahead. Okay. This is a song called Back Where It All Began. Never was a drinker or a lover or a fighter when I picked up my very first guitar. But that straight edge boy became a man the night I first took that waitress to that black couch in the green room of the bar. Sponsored by T6. And it was all downhill to everyone but me. I wasn't born for raising hell. It was part of my destiny Cut my teeth on songs and strings With just a guitar for a band I wore a hole in this hardwood for So you know just where I'd stand Yeah, those dues would pay But I'd pay them all again If I could just go back to where it all began It's all about the guts and the glory and the whiskey When you're breaking hearts and brand new guitar strings It ain't the money and it ain't the fame Only the marquee knows your name But it's the first step on the way to neon dream Years went by and Tommy sold the bar They put in a dozen 
flat screens out of yours to my guitar Cut my teeth on songs and strains with just a guitar for a band I wore a hole in this hardwood floor so you know just where I stand Yeah, those dues are pay, but I'd pay them all again I could just go back to where it all began Now the times have changed too much to ignore That old home is always just in So innocent I could just go back to where it all began Where it all began Great stuff. Great stuff. Thank you.